Welcome to the Wildflower Bee Farm Podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. This podcast is about helping you uh, learn and understand the different trials and tribulations of converting a 50-acre farm back to nature and a honeybee sanctuary, and how we struggle to continue to be servant beekeepers. Here's this week's episode. This is Hank. It's March 27th, 2023. What a great day yesterday. The bees were flying. Did an incredible video. Bunch of them, actually. They'll be showing up on uh, updated uh, drops at uh, wildflowerbeefarm.com as well as our YouTube station. The the topic this week is as I start to prepare for uh, splitting, I want to talk a little bit about splitting as well as the strategy. As a servant beekeeper, one of the challenges uh, we have is to observe and watch bees as opposed to intervening or doing too many things. But one thing we do do is split the hives. And let me explain a little bit about that. In the Darwinian black box beekeeping strategy, what you do is you um, take the hives that survive and split them to create more of the same in the hope that those genetics and those bees that are sort of adapting to the microclimate in your habitat continue to become the dominant bees. Now, in our situation, and we have uh, most of them survived. So the question is, well, what should you split? Well, so we're just, we're just gonna, I'm just going to split most of them, and I'm going to go through today and talk about the strategy I came up with based on what's happened over the past winter and we still have a bit of early spring to go but they all look like the ones that are active now will survive and uh, once we go in there may be some that look strong but actually the queens didn't make it so we'll have to see how we can adjust this over time so we have two swarms that would be hives that chose to stay in uh, Langstroth hives and another which makes three that stayed in a top bar so the uh, Langstroths are fairly much easier to split. So I'm going to do those first. And from the two swarm boxes, I'm, I'm going to try to get four more hives, which would give us, uh, give us a total of six from swarmed bees. Now, the buckfest Kearney uh, combo was a uh, group of bees, 11 boxes that we received. And they were into their second winter. So this will be their third year. And we went into the winter with five, and we came out with four boxes. Um, and one of them um, was a, a strain that we had split, and that split did not make it. So we're not going to include that original, although we probably should, but we're not going to. So I'm going to split three of those original hives going into their third year. And then I'll probably do some later late season splits, depending on how they do. So that gives us three splits there. The Saskatraz are quite strong. Um, all survived the winter. So we're going to split four hives, which will give us four more new hives, a total of eight. The Carnies, uh, we only had uh, three going into the winter. Uh, two survived. I knew one was quite weak. And, and it sure enough just recently perished, although it, it still s suggests there are some bees in it. I don't believe it has survived. I could be totally wrong, but we'll have to see as we uh, get into the opening up in later April. Of those two that survived, we will create, hopefully, up to four splits because the Carnies are a group that we want to have here uh, given the genetic environment, the genetics of where they originally came from. 
And we call the other group we have here the Zabo bees from uh, Zabo, um, I call it Zabo apiaries near Guelph, a very unique strain developed by uh, Dr. Zabo. And so we have five strong survive the winter that we're going to split. And so those uh, five, we will turn into five more or a total of 10. They were quite strong um, and seemingly resilient in our uh, five frame nukes. So the big question too will be: Do we do we split them into regular ten frame hives? Do we leave some in in five frame nukes? Well, we're going to do both uh, just to make sure that um, we have all of the possible combinations accounted for. Now, an interesting hive is the aggressive hive. If you remember, if you follow along uh, the Instagram and also at our Wildflower Bee Farm video library, you'll know that. Last year, there was a hive where if we would walk by it within about 50 to 100 feet, it would it, they would send out the guards and they would start buzzing the head and then stinging. So the question was, you know, what should you do with a, an aggressive hive like this? So I had posted it and looked at the research and talked to people and, you know, it's kind of split. Some people would euthanize that hive, uh, just kill it because they felt the genetics were too aggressive. But on the... You know, after going through the losses we did, as every beekeeper did uh, a year ago, many of the bees that survived were somewhat more aggressive. So the thought was, let's take those hives to the back of our forest, away from other bees and away from uh, humans, and let's just leave them. And so I did that. I took them to the back of the forest. Quite aggressive trip there. Left them. And then something strange happened. They started to become a little calmer and really started to become, um, you know, quite prolific. We actually, for the fun of it, put a honey box on top. So we had a 10 frame and then we put a medium on top with a queen excluder just because we thought, well, if they're this aggressive, let's, and, and they absolutely filled the box in like two weeks. So that hive was extremely strong, and as it was the split, I put a split in a five-frame nuke, and they look incredible. So we're going to split that hive, actually, hoping to get um, at least two, possibly four more hives from it, because those genetics seem incredibly um, durable. So the splitting has to do with, gradually over time, um, narrowing down the hives that survive without getting into a lot of detail. So I'll be doing that probably sometime late April, early May. We'll then be doing also some uh, late season splits, perhaps in August, just late July and August, because it's probably do five, just because that's another way to look at what we can do. There'll be a number of uh, swarm hive boxes available so that the bees, when they swarm, will also be able to go and position themselves in uh, those new homes. Uh, a couple other things. So when, when you look at the, um, the process that's going on here, on the one hand, it was kind of exciting that we had the survival rate we did. But on the other hand, it makes for more sort of an indecisive kind of thing. Our, our environment is so good here that the um, bees survive because of the habitat which may somehow help them. And, and I guess that's okay, it's a, it's a micro habitat, but if they were in more tougher conditions with less food, less variety of food, perhaps it would be um, a little 
uh, a little different. Another puzzling thing, just as I as I go for today, there was a hive I, I highlighted on Instagram that was getting robbed a, a week ago. And I was there yesterday. I'll be posting um, a video up on our Wildflower Bee Farm site and as well as Instagram, a little clip, about how yesterday there were bees acting normal, bringing in pollen at that hive. I've not seen a robbing that early that resulted in, you know, bees then sort of surviving and bringing in in pollen and looking like they were normal. I, I just don't understand it. I won't open that hive up until we get into our splitting season because it, it, if they are weak, if there is a queen and they're weak, this will, the cold weather will just, uh, the breaking of the propolis will just add to their demise. But it's very strange that this... Uh, this was going on. I should also outline that there did not appear to be any relationship. If you know, I did some uh, treatments with um, uh, Formic Pro on a few hives and Thymol just to see how they related to the other hives and there was no difference in survival or uh, fatality. So if anything, the non-treated seemed to be healthier. Uh, we'll see how that goes. The, the Thymol treatments were very minimal at best. Um, and so we will continue. Uh, I'm not sure we'll do that trial again because I don't think it's necessary. We kind of know last year uh, some beekeepers, uh, you know, treated three, two, three times for mites and they, all, they lost all their bees. Uh, so it didn't seem to matter uh, in previous uh, catastrophes. I think the splitting and the um, habitat that we have here um, is going to help us get to a, a sort of a version of again the Carney, the Saskatraz, the Zabo as I call them, and the Buckfest Carney combos, and from that we will get a, a group of bees that uh, hopefully will love to live here. You have an amazing day, and we will talk soon. Remember to pick up my latest book, What Grandpa Learned from His Honeybees, the little book to be smart with your money and help the environment, on Amazon or Audible. Pick it up today.